Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Thank you for joining us. As Christians, we are called to live a holy life in all that we think, say, and do. Why? Because God is holy, and as his children, we are holy through him. The Bible repeatedly commands us to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And how can we do that? By humbling ourselves, praying, seeking God's face, and turning from our wicked ways. Then God will hear from heaven and forgive our sins and bring healing to a lost world. Listen in with Bible, pen, and paper handy as you will want to take notes as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. All aspects of our lives should be conformed to the Word of God and His righteous standard. This Bible is God's righteous standard. And the Word of God is not our standard, then we have settled for something that is substandard. Our current lifestyle is not to reflect our former ignorance, but the holiness of our Heavenly Father who called us to be His very own. We belong to Jesus. We are children of God. We are saints. We are set apart for the glory of God. Only then can we represent Him as true ambassadors for Christ. Peter chapter 1 verse 16 it says because it is written be holy for I am holy God is a holy God and he requires his children to be holy and you can't look like the Lord Jesus Christ living like the devil Uh, it says because it is written be holy for I am holy says God Peter here references Old Testament law by quoting from Leviticus chapter 11 verse 44 it should be our innermost desire to be holy because our Heavenly Father is holy we don't want to misrepresent the Father before an onlooking world through unrighteous living hypocrisy deception and an unholy lifestyle which gives the world a false impression of our God Leviticus chapter 11 verse 44 a says for I am the Lord your God you shall therefore consecrate yourselves you shall be holy for I am holy What does it mean to live holy? What does it mean to live holy? Since God calls us to live as his children holy, then it is critical for us to know what it means to live holy. To be holy is to live a life that is consecrated and separated exclusively to Christ for his divine purposes, honor, and glory. I reiterate that. To be holy is to live a life that is consecrated, and separate it exclusively to Christ for his divine purposes, for his divine honor, and for his glory. We're here for God and not ourselves. One whose life, what does it mean to, be, to live holy? Ho- to live holy is to know that your life 
It's for the purpose of living pure, being morally pure before the Lord through continually confessing our sins, living a clean life. Holiness is to be just. Holiness is to be just. It is to be chaste. It is to be righteous and it is to be godly. This is one whose life is harmonized and aligned and conformed to the word of God, which results in holiness and conduct and character. This Bible will align your life to the word of God. It will conform your life. It will transform your life. That's why the devil will keep you from this book and will do everything within his power to keep you from this book because he knows if you can just get in this book, your, your life will be transformed. Your speech will be transformed. It will, this book will regulate your thinking. You will not think like the culture. There are a whole lot of things that you hold on to, you throw away once your life is aligned on the authoritative word of God. And listen, this book is, is, is the supreme book of books. It brings transformation. It is the book of life and it will give you life if you surrender to it, internalize it, digest it, and live it out to the glory of Almighty God. What are the prerequisites for holiness? What are the prerequisites for holiness? Number one, apart from being born again, it is impossible to live holy. Unless you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you and I cannot live holy. Holiness means that you must be born again. It is impossible to live holy apart from being born anew by the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit. If you fail to view yourself as a sinner, you will not see a need for a savior. Nothing's wrong with me. It doesn't take all that. Well, then you just as lost as a goose. The Gospel of John chapter 3, verse 3 says, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again. I like that word. When is the last time you've asked someone, have you been born again? Have you been born again? The scripture says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The gospel of Luke chapter 18, verse 13 also says, and the tax collector, collector standing afar off, look there, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, a sinner. And when you, when you lie and steal and cheat, that reminds you that you're still a sinner. And you have lost sinners and you have saved sinners. That's right. And, uh, but I don't want you to focus on the fact that you're a sinner. I want you to focus on the fact that you are a Christian, that you're saved by the blood of Jesus. And as you walk with Christ, there will be a sinning to a lesser degree. As you grow in Christ, there ought to be less sin in your life. That's right. You, you ought not be 80 years old, the biggest sinner on this side of the Mississippi River. 
That's right. You, you ought to be growing in Christ. And as you grow in Christ and love Christ and follow Christ, there, there will be less sin, which causes you to look more like the Lord Jesus Christ. What uh, are the prerequisites for holiness? Uh, number two, living a life of holiness and obedience validates the fact that we belong to Jesus. Living a life of holiness and obedience validates the fact that we belong to Jesus. You are either a child of God or a child of the devil. Whose family are you in? That's it. It's not 15 families. You are either a, you either in the family of Christ or you are in the family of Satan. Whose family are you in? Verse 14 says, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to former lusts. Remember all that stuff you used to do? As in your ignorance. You were just as ignorant because you didn't know the book of the law. The Bible will educate you spiritually. The Bible will grow you up. The, the Bible will illuminate your mind. The Bible will give you spiritual insight. The Bible does what politics can't do. The Bible does what academia cannot do. The Bible does what entertainment uh, cannot do. It is the word of God that delivers us from ignorance. Ignorance. And listen, if you have uh, been in the faith for 5, 10, 15 years and you still in the ABCs of the faith, you need to ask yourself why. Saints should be growing up to the glory of God. As a matter of fact, you can't give God the glory that he desires until you grow up. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance. As obedient children of God, we must be determined not to allow ourselves to regress to our previous sinful lifestyles. Uh, Satan wants you to lose all the ground you've gained. That's what he wants to do. That's his goal. Uh, he wants you to lose that ground. So see there, I told you, give up, throw in the towel. And then throw away the towel. Satan, uh, he wants you to have setbacks. He wants you to backslide. He wants you to revert back to your sinful lifestyle. Old cravings and desires to do those things which are forbidden by God. We must refuse to allow the world to shape or fashion us into its mold. We cannot live holy while yielding ourselves to the prevailing standards of this degenerating culture. To answer our call to holiness, we must acknowledge the spiritual prerequisites ordained by God. We must be born again. We must obey God's word. We must not rebel against God. We must not see ourselves and our sins through human eyes, but as God sees them. We must be steadfast in confessing and repenting of our sins so that we can be continuously delivered from them. Then and only then can we answer our call to holiness. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Partial obedience is defiance and rebellion against God. Either you're going to obey him or you're not going to obey him. You can't, it's no such thing as obeying God a little bit. That's right. I'm going to kind of obey God. No, no, you're in rebellion and you're defiant as you can be. God wants you to totally obey him. Totally obey him. The Lord requires total, unconditional obedience to his word from his children. Anything less than total obedience is disobedience. 
Anything less than total obedience is what? Disobedience. Number three, when we see our sins in light of God's holiness, we will see our sins as God sees them. When we see our sins in light of God's holiness, we see our sins as God sees them. This means we won't call our sins a mistake. We won't call our sins weakness. We won't call our sins just saying that's just the way I am, rationalizing it. Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 and 5 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. My eyes... For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. In the presence of God, Isaiah mourned, grieved, and cried out in utter desperation over his sins and the sins of his, of his people because his eyes had seen the King of glory, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah's heart was filled with anguish and grief over his own sinfulness because of being in the presence of Almighty God. My friend, when you come into God's presence, you're just not the same anymore. Beloved, are you ever in the presence of God so long that you get convicted as it relates to your own sins? Or do you just kind of sit in spells or just sit a minute or two at a time and expect God to deliver you from all that sin that's inculcated down in you. So when was the last time you cried out in utter desperation over your own sins? Being satisfied with respectable sins will cause you not to cry out and grieve over your sinful condition. I say it again. Being satisfied with your respectable sins will also cause you not to cry out and grieve over your sinful condition. What are some respectable sins? And that's in that Sunday school book, by the way. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to call some, some sins that's not in that Sunday school book. That, that book is not comprehensive. That's right. There are other sins that's not in that book that you can write down about yourself. And, and God will convict you about it. What are some respectable sins that we just do because everybody's doing it and we think it's right? Greed, overeating, that's right. Too much salt and, and, you, and you know you, you half dead. That's right. Too much sugar and you're diabetic. More and more and more. You can't stop. You're killing yourself with buffets. Uh, not reading our Bible is a respectable sin. Prayerlessness, just being so content with so little prayer. Bitterness is a respectable sin. A lack of self-control. You can't control yourself, can't control what you see, can't control your mouth, can't, can't, can't shut up. <clears throat> Anger. Some folk anger so long until they, they don't even realize they're angry. Just, just in the spirit of anger. Jealousy, jealousy will cause you to do some things that are very uncharacteristic of you. Jealousy will cause you to lash out. Jealousy will cause you to, cause you to hold a grudge. Jealousy will cause you to be mean. 
Uh, a lack of faith is another respectable sin. I mean, you, you can't believe God in the midst of your circumstances. Some of you are at a crossroads. Some of you have insurmountable problems. Some of you, in, under my voice, you're in a crisis right now. And my question to you is, do you have enough faith to trust God even when you don't understand, even when you don't know the outcome or the diagnosis? You got to believe God even when you don't know what God is doing. You know, another respectable sin is living in fear. Living in fear. There are folk who are afraid to go to the mall. They're afraid to walk their dog. But if Satan can get you to live in fear, he has you exactly where he wants you. You need to realize that God has your life and your life cannot be snuffed out until God says, come home. Okay? I want you to listen, listen to me good. You, can, you will not die unless you do it to yourself until God says it's time to call my child home. And we die many ways, we, as you know, many, many ways. Just like that illustration of that Southwest Airline the other week and how it went down. How many of you flown Southwest Airline? How many of you? Oh, look at, look at all the hands go up, okay? And some of you have gotten on that and got a martini and didn't even pray. <laughs> and didn't even pray. I, I, I just wonder, you know, what do I do? Every time I get on a plane, Aubrey, I already know what I'm going to say. I, I touch that place in the name of Jesus. Give me a good takeoff, a good flight, and a good landing. Now, if that plane comes down and it touches down, I don't care how much turbulence you've gone through. If it comes down and land, it's a good flight. <laughs> Do I have a witness? I don't care how many bumps, how many can zip and zap and, and all that. But if it can land and that rubber, when, and when that, when that wheel hits, Hits that tarmac? I say, thank you, Jesus. I say, anything man-made can come apart. And I don't have such confidence in technology. See, some of you got such confidence in your technology that you don't even pray anymore. You get lost, you just pull out your navigational system. That's where you want to know the weather? Just check it. Y'all be easy as you want to, if you, if, if, if you, if you need some, if you got, you need cold medication, medication, you just Google it. <laughs> and so you, so you're so into the technology till you get on there and you get on your technology and you have them bowed your head and pray. Just like you bless your food, if you bless your food, you ought to be blessing that plane and praying for everybody on that plane. You know what? When I'm on that plane, I'm doing intercessory prayer. That's right. I don't have time for no foolishness. I'm, I, I, I'm praying. I said, God, hear my prayer. I'm praying for you and that fool on there too. But prayerlessness, you better pray. And you better have your priorities straight. Not praying is a sin of omission. Bitterness is a sin. It will destroy you. It will eat you like cancer. Lack of self-control, anger, jealousy, lack of faith, living in fear, uh, impatient. You're impatient with your children, impatient with your job. Some of you just complain, complain, complain on your job. Instead of thanking God, you have a job when somebody's praying for a job. 
Somebody would love to be anybody been laid off and now you working. Have you are you now so soon to complain? You ought to be shouting that you have a job to go work on. Now, if you're not satisfied where you work, go put in go put in some application. Go online and submit some application. Don't stay there and make everybody else miserable. I mean, I mean, don't don't make everybody else the problem. Deliver yourself. Get off the job if you that messed up. You hate when it's Monday. You thank God when it's Friday. Something is wrong with you. Matter of fact, you listen to this. Your employment ought to be your ministry. And some of you are misrepresenting, misrepresenting God in the ministry of your work. Look how quiet it got then. You clock in and don't even work. And some of you clock in and you on your cell phone when nobody's looking. You just you, you just all over the place. They didn't hire you. Get off that phone. Just sitting back, relaxing, and just doing all kind of stuff, making money. That 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 that's uh, that's theft. Do you realize you're committing theft on that job when they're paying you for a service you're not performing? Oh, where did the amen go? Did I just talk in French? Maybe I just talked in French. That's right. Give God a good day's work. I talked to my my, my doctor. He said. Pastor Drew, you don't know, it's, it's just hard to find good work. I mean, they can't, even in the application, they can't spell the. You know, they, they, don't, they don't dress appropriately. They don't talk right. They look crazy. And they say, and say hire me, and I'm scared of them. <laughs> How's somebody going to hire you, and you look so, you're looking like a monster? Hair all over your head. Looking crazy, eyes rolling. And talking about hire me. You got to compete with all these folks. And when you don't hire them, well, they didn't hire me because I'm black. No, they didn't hire you because they scared. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there's some things you ought to be impatient about. You ought to be impatient about your sins. Now, some of y'all are real patient with your sin. You overeating, well, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to get there. When you going to get there? But you're impatient with people. Some of you are impatient with your husbands. Some of you are impatient with your wife. Some of you are impatient with your children. Some of you are impatient in your circumstances. Some of you are impatient with your health. Some, some of you are impatient with where you are in life. You know, you're impatient. Some of you are impatient because you're not married. Let me tell you something. Better happily single than miserably married. There are a whole lot of folk wish they never said I do. And some folk get married one time, two times, three times, four times. Stop! Stop. Listen, your marriage will not satisfy you. You expecting that man to satisfy you? You in for a rude awakening. You waiting for that wife to satisfy you, to cook it just right, to do all the things just right, to be all the things you want her to be. And by the way, 
excuse the English, but she ain't your mama. Now you can call her sweetie, honey, sugar plum, dumpling, dumpling, whatever, but don't be calling your wife mama. Your wife ain't your mama. She's your wife. What y'all say, amen? amen? Now, I'm digressing a little bit, but the Holy Ghost moving me around because some of y'all, it's some, maybe it's right over in this section. <laughs> you say, why you do this up here? Because I love it. I love it. I'm called to it. I don't say, oh, God, I got to come up one more time. I got to study. I got to preach. Here she come. Here come worry what? You got to be, ask God. You know one of the best prayers you can say? Thank, I, I just, I, I thought I was going to move a little faster than this, but I can't. The Holy Spirit's slowing me down, slowing me down. Ask God to increase your patience. You need to write that down. It's not on my paper, but it ought to be on yours. Ask the Lord to increase your patience. Ask the Lord to help you endure. Ask the Lord to help you to suffer through some things without throwing yourself an eternal pity party. Ask the Lord to help you be patient by keeping your eyes on Jesus and realize he's a come through God and he still worked miracles. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Maranatha Bible Church celebrates 30 years of service to the glory of God for his abundant favor and immeasurable blessings in two celebratory services. Join us for an evening of praise, worship and fine dining on Friday, May the 18th, 2018 featuring musical artist and stellar award winner Micah Stampley at the Marriott Northwest Ballroom, 3233 Northwest Loop 410, San Antonio, Texas. Advanced ticket purchases at $50 per person are available through Thursday, May the 10th, 2018 by contacting April at 210-821-5683, extension 222. You are also invited to our celebratory worship service and musical on Sunday, May the 20th, 2018 at 10 a.m. at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas. The Maranatha Bible Church family looks forward to celebrating the amazing goodness of God with you.